This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 2140, The Subtle Differences Between American and British English with Luke's English Podcast. Welcome to the All Ears English Podcast, downloaded more than 200 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American host, Lindsay McMahon, and today's featured guest coming to you from Denver, Colorado, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. Today, we have friend of the show, Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. We talk about the key differences in how Americans and British people respond to the question, how are you? And other subtle differences between British and American English. Listen in today. Hey guys, here's a new idiom for you. Get ahead of the game. It's an idiom that you can use in life to say that you want to get ahead on something or do something early so that you'll have an advantage and you won't be left behind. If you listen to All Ears English on Google Podcasts, you can get ahead of the game right now by finding a new app to listen because Google Podcasts is going away very soon. So go ahead and find your favorite listening app and search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow. Thanks, guys. Hello, Luke. Welcome back for what the fourth time to All Ears English. Glad to have you on the show. It's great to be back, Lindsay. It's been, we were just saying before we started recording that I think it's uh, yeah, it's been quite a few years since we last spoke, but uh, we've known each other for a long time. We've been in the podcast game now for a few years, haven't we? <laughs> we have a few years. We are the OGs of the podcast game at this point, I think, Luke. I'm so glad to have you. So for any new listeners that we have, I would love to take just a minute to introduce you. So guys, today on the show, I have Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. He's an English teacher and a stand-up comedian from the United Kingdom and is the host of the award-winning show, Luke's English Podcast. So for nearly 15 years, Luke has been using his English teaching experience and stand-up comedy skills to create podcast episodes which educate and entertain his audience of English learners around the world. And Luke, we had you, your most recent appearance on All Ears English was episode 850. That was back in 2020 before the whole world changed. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a different world. It's a different world. So for our listeners, guys, you can go check out that other episode to catch up. But today, first of all, Luke, uh, your life, you're in Paris now. You're living in this amazing city of Paris, House Life in Paris. Yeah, life in Paris is great. Uh, I mean, it's you know, it's a little different to what you see in the in the films and right. the, the like the Disney animations and of stuff. Course. And you know, I I do talk about this in my stand up because I do stand up here in English, oh, and we get lots of lots of tourists and a lot of American tourists come. And so it's quite fun to pl play with their expectations of what the city's like. Of course. we. I envision you in cafes all day writing <laughs> poetry, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 a little bit. Yeah, there's a cafe culture. People do spend a lot of time sitting around in cafes and stuff. Sure. How much poetry is being written 
uh, you know, it depends. <laughs> Let's say uh, writing comedy. Let's say writing comedy. Yeah, maybe writing podcast introductions. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but that's so exciting. So I bet living in another country outside of the UK has let you reflect on your own country, right? Usually that's what happens when yeah. we go abroad. We have a chance to step back and think about our own culture compared to other cultures. Today, I'm excited to have you on to talk about some key differences that you've noticed between British people, British people and American people. We're talking about communication style pronunciation, vocab. You have a whole bunch of great stuff for our listeners today. So we are excited to get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, that's This is what we decided to talk about. And yeah, I, I've been researching it and stuff and I've got just so much, there's so much stuff. Wow. But I don't want to give the wrong impression, right? Because, um, you know, learners of English, you know, uh, are probably very aware of the fact that there are these two different versions of English, right? Yeah. And, you know, people give advice and they say that you should just use one, you know, don't mix it up too much. But I don't want our listeners to get the impression that this is a, 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 a more of a, you know, a bigger thing than it actually is. I think that uh, the vast majority of, you know, like in, um, for the most part, American English and British English are exactly the same. Yes. Right. Yes. And there's a huge amount of crossover in terms of, you know, what we share. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, we are having a conversation now where we just completely understand each other. Yes. It's just totally normal. There's no sense that we have to make an adjustment. I wasn't yeah. thinking, oh, God, I've got to speak to an American person later. I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure I'm ready to, you know, <laughs> right. there's no sense of that. It's all it's it's so similar. Yeah. But then there are these little differences mm -hmm. which can become apparent when you meet someone and then you you know you just notice the accent or notice certain words that are being used and then you, you think oh you're from the states aren't you yeah you know? And that's a good point, Luke. And we're going to get into those differences now. But, you know, at Allers English, our motto is always connection, not perfection. Come back to connection. And there's no reason why you should not be able to connect with a British person if you have mostly been learning American English or learning English in the States. There's no reason, right? So you're saying there's no barrier to connection. We're here talking just as any person would from the same country. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yes, Very good. Yes. Good stuff. So let's get into it, Luke. So what would be the first bucket that you want to talk about broadly around communication styles? Have you noticed anything, especially being out of your own country, maybe meeting British and American people in France? What have you noticed around differences in the way we communicate in England versus the US? Yeah, it's quite hard to put my finger on it. And again, I don't want to make great sweeping generalizations yeah, of course. You know, uh, because obviously it depends on each, each individual and stuff like that but i would say um for the most part it reflects something about the cultures of our two countries right if you think mm -hmm. of american culture the sort of prevailing culture in the united states which is a sort of positive pragmatism you know the yeah. sort of individual work ethic and the search the idealism the search for freedom and justice and these these sorts of things right yeah yes this is kind yes. of like the spirit that the united states is built on this kind of positive uh, hard-working spirit right yeah that's pretty accurate historically yes agreed yeah i mean you know it's obviously everywhere's changing all the time but mm -hmm. i think this is there's certain truth in this as a foundation of sort of american culture right it's built on mm -hmm. these values and this is reflected in in behavior and then in communication style. So, you know, like just interactions or maybe uh, initial interactions, greetings, 
that sort of thing like when you meet someone and say hello to them or when you start a podcast episode with someone or even just looking at the difference between your show and my show like all is english is just so positive and upbeat and energetic and that doesn't mean that my show is like kind of lethargic and depressing no no it's not but so to get into the specifics i would guess that sort of you know American communication style to an extent reflects those those values, right? Uh, there's yes. a positivity, there's a upbeatness, a kind of yes we can, friendly politeness. Mm-hmm. You can talk about success, you can talk about achievements, yes. and the focus is on being a bit more positive. Whereas in the UK, I don't know why this is. Maybe we feel the weight of all of our history and traditions, yeah. and the fact that there's there's traditionally a class system in the UK, so everybody knows their place. You know, mm-hmm. so so we we tend to be a bit more, maybe a bit more understated, uh, a bit more self-deprecating in our communication. Maybe even a bit more ironic. You know, yes. For example, if yes. you just simply say, you know, how are you doing, or how are you? To an American person, I mean, how, would you, I, how do you yeah. how that, do you respond to that? Well, that was a litmus test. I was just going to ask you, like, how should you respond in American culture? You really, generally, we say on our show, we talk about this. It's not a question; it's a greeting, and you respond with a greeting, waving back. Great, doing well, doing fine. How it's great, things are good. Yeah, right? great, so doing positive. well, doing fine. Positive. Exactly, everything's it positive. Would be yeah. weird. It would be a downer <laughs> to say, oh, I, I missed the bus on my way to work this morning, and I couldn't get my kids off to school. People don't really want to hear that initially because it's more of a greeting. What about in England? What well, is... this is true in yeah. the UK too. We don't okay. we don't do that. We, we don't say, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm feeling like, I'm so upset. <laughs> you know, we don't complain. Instead, what we do is, that's why I said that maybe we're a bit more ironic or something. Yeah. So it's very typical in the UK to say, hi, how are you? Oh, not too bad. Could be worse. Yeah. So you're being a little ironic. Yeah. I like it. Can't, like com- it. you know, can't complain. Mustn't grumble. Could be worse. Mustn't grumble. Right. So there's an very typical. Yeah. Yeah. There's an undercount of sarcasm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I suppose so. It's like odd sense of like maybe double negative. Oh, it's not too bad. It's It's not. So so it's like, oh, yeah. It would normally be bad, but today's not too bad. So that's good. (laughs) As opposed to in the US, things are good. I'm doing well. Right. A little bit more straightforward. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 fascinating. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a subtle difference, but it's it's it does, yeah, it's important to know. And I have noticed the same thing with my British friends. Um, makes total sense, Luke. It's fascinating. I like there's it. There's another one as there's another one as well, which is like, uh, how are you doing? Oh, you know, surviving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you respond uh, that way in the States, people do take you a, a bit more literally. Right. right? Yeah. So if you said, "Oh, how, how are you, Luke? Oh, you know, surviving in America," you'd be like, "Oh my God, are you okay? What's going? Are go- you in crisis? Is there something going yeah. on?" Right? Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Do you have any big trips planned this year? Do you need to brush up on your English skills for travel? Well, I'm heading to Panama in April, so I logged into the Rosetta Stone app and I toggled to Spanish. I selected my level, which is intermediate, and my goal, which is travel, and the system created my study plan, just like that. So now, all I have to do is follow the plan. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program because it immerses you in the language. You learn naturally and intuitively by acquiring phrases, then sentences, Then you're ready for full conversations and, of course, connection. And with Rosetta Stone, you improve fast because there are no translations into your native language. 
I also love that it's available on desktop or as an app. Don't put off learning that language, especially for a big trip. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, All Ears English listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash A-E-E. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash A-E-E today. <laughs> so, you know, basically overall, we're just a bit more reserved, maybe a bit more understated. Yeah. Perhaps we use irony and sort of humor in there. We don't want to be too chipper and positive all the time because, you know, it could rain at any moment. Okay. Um, okay. So, so it's basically like, don't get your hopes up. In America, it's like, yes, we can. And in yeah. Britain, it's like, mm, I don't see why not. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> now that's a good way to start it off, right? With that basic idea. And again, we're not going for big, broad stereotypes, right? These are just things that you have observed over the years, especially being abroad and just having American friends, I'm sure, and and talking to people from different cultures. Yeah. Let, let's get into some uh, more specifics here around the language, Luke. Um, what would you say around pronunciation? Maybe we can talk for a second about pronunciation differences. What do you notice? between Americans and British people? So there are certain things which are sort of the obvious differences, which, you know, many people will probably be aware of if they've looked at this at all. You know, there's quite a lot of stuff on online about the differences and stuff. And mm -hmm. so in terms of pronunciation, we, you know, we have things like certain, certain sounds like uh, R sounds. Uh, mm -hmm. American English is a rhotic language for mm -hmm. the most part, whereas mm -hmm. I mean, okay, what I should say is as well, before I start getting into specifics about language is that, so we're talking about British and American English, yes. but of course, within those countries, there's a huge variety of course. In, in the accents and even dialects, right? So yeah. in America, you know, there's going to be a difference between different accents from around the country and exactly the same thing in the UK. Yes. So what, what I'm going to compare is a sort of, is what's called general American, mm -hmm. right? Standard, and Yeah just like standard American pronunciation, which is non-region specific, let's say. Yes. And then a kind of British equivalent for that, which would probably be modern received pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how I speak. And I think you probably speak using general American. So we're yeah. probably quite a good benchmark for those yes. two different accents, right? Correct. Yeah. I don't have a strong regional accent. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so so between those two accents, so R sounds, like mm -hmm. in American English, um, you know, at the end of words, when you have an R at the end, or maybe if the word is, if the letter's been preceded by a vowel, then, mm. you know, you, you hear that R. So in words like car, how, how do you say these words? Car, hard, market, computer. Yeah, so I, I go with the hard R. So car, car, hard, er, market, mm. computer, er. Computer. Yeah. Car, computer. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so uh, uh, with British English, that R it doesn't really get rounded, you know? Rounded. Mm -hmm. So we end up with car, hard, market, computer. Computer. And, yes. In other words, like teacher. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and numbers as well, like 30, 40. 
Mm, it sounds so much more sophisticated to me. As a, <laughs> that's my bias towards British English. It sounds smarter and more yeah. sophisticated. I don't well, know why. Know, it's, it just that's because it is. Because it is. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's very interesting. That's a very interesting thing. That sort of a to American ears, a it British does. accent like mine sounds very sophisticated and, and intelligent, <laughs> uh, which is interesting. It's also always interesting to me that so many uh, bad guys in American movies have upper class British accents as well. Right. For example, who who's coming to mind? Well, just like He's... most of the guys on the Death Star in Star Wars. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Fascinating. We've, we've, we've analyzed their attack plans, sir, and it may be that they have found a weakness. Would you like me to prepare your escape pod? <laughs> I love you know, that. In our moment of triumph, mm -hmm. you know. Fascinating. Don't be ridiculous. Right, right. Uh, hmm. So the bad guys often have these sort of British uh, upper class accents, which is pretty interesting. Maybe something about... British and American history there, that kind of, you yeah. know, the, um, the empire, sure. the old empires, sure, sure. They're, all, they're all upper class British people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we, right now, the, the series The Crown is really hot in the US. What do people in England think about that series? Or is it's, that, what, what's the word on the street around that TV series? It's yeah, it's really popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. it's, it's a very well made show and lots of people watch it. I mean, you know, the, the subject of the royal family, that's another podcast for another time. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, people have got divided opinions about the royals, um, which is something we could go into at a later that, date, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the show is, yeah, it's, you know, people love the show. It's a, it's a very good show. Absolutely. We'll have to have you on yeah. another another show, another follow up later in the year in 2024 to talk about that. That would actually be a great topic. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely. like that. So that pronunciation so, difference. So the bad guys so, are, are British on all the TV shows. Got it. <laughs> oh, yeah. R sounds right. So car, hard market, car, hard yes. market, computer. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, T sounds as well. T in the middle of words. Yes. Can in American English often can can become like a D sound. Mm. So when you have num a number like 30, mm -hmm. 40 in American English, that might be like 30, 40. 30, 40. Yeah, you have a good American right. accent there, Luke. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and lots of other words like the classic example is bottle of water. Mm, bottle of water. Right. 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 And of then, of course, bottle of water exactly whereas it, and in england or in the uk it would be like a bottle of water although some people in 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 england like in london might say bottle of water right okay so yeah just so a that, little bit different mm -hmm. that's a regional difference so there's okay. r sounds t sounds uh certain certain words in american english so so words in in certain words in british english that are pronounced with an r sound mm -hmm. Are not pronounced with that sound in American English. So words like dance, after, and trance. Mm -hmm. How would you say those words? So I would say dance, after, and trance. Oh, that's interesting because that's two different vowel sounds. So dance. How do you say dance again? It's kind of nasally. Dance. 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 Mm -hmm. And I'd say after, but you say after. After. Ah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so trans. R becomes more like an ah sound. Yes, I would. Not say in so. every. Sorry, not in every single word. Um, sure. I should point out. I mean, there's always lots of exceptions and things, and people can Google this, and there are pages yeah. like even Wikipedia is actually a very good place to go hmm. to find out more more specifics. Um, one more sound as well. It, that's just like words in English that are pronounced with an O sound. Mm -hmm. An O. Right? Oh. 
that's like got or hot or dog or lost or fog. Okay. How would you say those words? So I would say got, hot, dog, lost, and fog. And how, say right. it again, say your pronunciation of those words. Got, hot, oh. dog, lost, yeah. and fog. So the mouth shape is clearly different. Oh. Oh. Yeah, completely so different. That's ah, whereas in American English, like ah, ah, I think we open our mouths a bit bigger. I think, yeah, got interesting. Hot, I got a hot dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Okay, now, now this one thing I noticed, and I thought I'd share this with you because uh, this is something I hadn't really realized. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, when I read it, I was like, oh yeah, of course, but yeah. it hadn't struck me. This is relating to French loan words. Yeah, okay? tell me about this. Yeah. So loan words are words that are loaned from one language to another language. In this case, it's words that basically are French words that we use in English, okay? And what's really interesting about this is that the word stress between UK English and American English is totally different with okay. these words, okay? So I've got two groups. Mm -hmm. The first group is um, in, in America, these words would probably be pronounced with the stress on the last syllable. Okay. But in the UK, they are pronounced with the stress on the first syllable. Hmm. Okay, so I'll say them with British English and mm -hmm. then maybe with American English. So we in 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 the UK, you would go to the theatre to see a a, um, a ballet, mm -hmm. whereas in English you'd go and see a ballet. Interesting. Right? Okay, this is fascinating because Aubrey and I just recorded an episode for All Ears English about French words, and apparently there are thousands of them in the English language. Tons. Well, yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of, of our words come come, come from, from, French. from French anyway yeah. because of the history and you know, sure, yeah, ten sixty six and, yeah. and the, the Norman invasion. Yeah. Um, but we didn't. But touch yeah, on I mean, this, part this list. This list mm -hmm. goes on. We've got sort of, uh, um, so ballet, and you'd say ballet, uh, barrage, you say barrage, mm -hmm. baton, you say baton, yeah. beret, you'd say beret. beret. Uh, is that right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. A beret, baton. Um, you said battle. Is that the other one you Bar said? Barrage, uh, barrage. A barrage. Yeah, a barrage. Yeah, what else? Give me a few uh, more. B-day, uh, you would say bidet right bidet yeah we don't we don't have those so we don't say that word that much but yeah <laughs> okay right. uh brochure you would say brochure i don't actually know that word brochure is, oh brochure no? i didn't even understand your pronunciation there <laughs> Luke. Like, what is he saying brochure, brochure. <laughs> the little piece of paper when you enter a, a show or something brochure yeah yeah and yeah. Th this list goes on we have buffet and buffet chauffeur and chauffeur cliche and cliche Collage, collage, debris, debris. Mm -hmm. Huge differences. Know? Why is this that we, I, I mean, how did this happen? <laughs> I have to say, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I know that, that we're not allowed to say that, are we, as English teachers? Well, <laughs> we I are. don't know. But yeah. um, in this case, I, I'm afraid I don't know, but it's certainly interesting. And uh, I mean, I could go on with that list, but I won't. But then there's the other group, which is where in the UK, they're pronounced with the stress on the last syllable. But in the US, you put the the, the stress on the first syllable. So mm -hmm. that would be in English. I would need if I was going to send you a letter, I would need your address. Okay. But in the US, it's your address. So that one is a little bit flexible in the US. Uh -huh. That one might be a little bit of an asterisk we'll put on that one because I've heard Americans say address and your address. I've actually heard both. There may be a few here that get a little pass. Sure. Yeah, a little flexibility. Um, other examples in the UK, you'd smoke a cigarette and mm -hmm. in the US you might smoke a cigarette. Yeah, a cigarette. Yeah, so mm, 
little cigarette bit. or cigarette. I would actually put the stress on that one in the end, the last syllable cigarette. Okay. A cigarette. Interesting. Yeah. How about the word magazine? Magazine. It would be at the end. Do you same? Ask? Okay. So that one yeah, we, magazine we, at the end. Ah, magazine. We sync up on that one. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't say magazine. No, we'd say magazine. What about mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. I say mayonnaise. 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 I don't say mayon. So mayonnaise. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we can just forget this. This. Get about that part list. of the list. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the first piece was really fascinating. The way we've just decided to pronounce it completely differently. Opposite, uh, actually, in terms yeah. of the first syllable, second syllable. Interesting. There's lo loads of other words in that list. We've got like um, uh, a duvet and a duvet, a garage and a garage. Huh. Um, yes, uh, garage for sure. And duvet. Mas massage and massage. Massage in American English, we say massage. So those ones are clearly different. Yeah. And yeah. So maybe we'll have to have a linguist on the show to kind of explain the, you know, sociolinguistics, historical linguistic angle on on why on how that ended up happening and, and being so different i love yeah. that luke thanks for bringing that to our attention though i feel like we've been talking a little bit on the show about french words coming into english because you're right there are so many of them and it's so important to understand where the language comes from right mm. mm -hmm. yeah i love mm. that should we move on here luke to vocabulary do we have anything specific around vocab that you want to so, share Vocab is, along with, you know, just accent, vocab is probably the most recognizable difference. Um, yeah. And there are some obvious, some well-known examples that many people will be familiar with if they've ever Googled this. Uh, let me just take you, if, take you through some of the main, most noticeable word differences. Mm -hmm. And we'll do this as a quiz, right? So in, yeah, in the UK, uh, when you're you, you, you've got a baby, your baby wears something so that if they need to go to the toilet, you know, it's not a big mess. So you need to change your baby's nappy mm -hmm. in America. We say diaper. Right. How about rubbish? You, you throw away the rubbish. Yeah, we tend to say garbage or trash. We did a whole episode on the two. <laughs> yeah, really? Garbage or trash. Yes. Yeah. But we don't say rubbish as much. We know the word, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But we, yeah, it's garbage or trash in American English. Um, where do you put the uh, garbage or trash in in the UK? We put it. You put it in the trash can. And um, mm -hmm. what? Where do we put rubbish? Do you know? You probably put it in the bin. Yep. Yeah. There exactly. you go. Boom. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> in the UK, in the US, you would you know get up in the morning, put on a you know shirt and some pants. Mm -hmm. And you... in the UK, we we put your we put our pants on, but then we put on something else. Oh, I was going to say put your trousers on, but that's not the answer because trousers know. is the answer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because okay. pants in the oh. UK means underpants. Underwear. Oh, that is so confusing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. That one I wasn't aware of that there was that <laughs> difference. Okay. So that's important to know. So it's underpants, the first thing you put on in the US and in the UK, it's pants and then trousers go on top of that. Whereas in, in the US, pants go on top of underpants. Interesting. Mm hmm. Um, what else have you got uh, for me? Uh, where would you park a car in the States? You would park a car in a parking lot or a driveway. A driveway or a parking lot. Right, mm -hmm. a parking lot. What about in the UK? Do you know? Actually, I don't know. A car park. Yeah, also very different. We do not use that in, in American English at all. At all. Sounds sounds very British, doesn't it? A car park. I'm just <laughs> going to find a car park. A car park. Yes, I love it. I love it. Anything else? This is one of my favorite ones. So if you, um, what's the word for it? If you need to answer the call of nature. 
Uh-huh. Yep. Right? Okay. You're in yep. a restaurant. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I just need to go to the, uh, will, if you if you'd yeah. excuse me for a moment, where do you go when yeah. you feel the call of nature? So we have two things we say. So the more highbrow thing to say is restroom. That's a little more polite. And then if you're just speaking casually, bathroom, but both are acceptable. Okay. Restroom and bathroom, which is interesting because as far as I'm aware, you're not doing either of those things. <laughs> That's uh, you're right. not going, you're not going to go and have a rest. Not, and not going to take a bath. Right. Or have a bath or take a bath. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Okay. Uh, and when you, forgive me for being maybe a bit too specific about this, but when you do go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. what do you sit on? On the toilet. Right. So what about in the UK? Where do we go and what do we sit on? I think you go to the loo, don't you? Or yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. And you sit on the, mm, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the day, I don't... <laughs> it's the same thing. We sit on the same thing, listeners. Don't worry. We're not. Okay, it's, good. You know... I'm like, what are you, what are we referring to here? Yeah. And so what's the difference there? <laughs> well, it's the toilet as well. So, so we go to the toilet and we sit yeah. on the toilet. So the room Who's and the thing. forward now, right? <laughs> yeah. No. So the room that we go to is called the toilet or the loo, which is short for lavatory. Yeah, you might hear WC meaning water closet, which is a bit old fashioned, or the gents or ladies. Yeah, but you go to the go to the toilet and you sit on the toilet. And so it, when British people go to America and they say, "Excuse me, do you know? Can you tell me where the toilet is?" or "Where's Luke? Oh, he's in the toilet." What? He's in the toilet? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what it is that Americans have with saying the word toilet. You know, if you're in a restaurant, I think we just feel like it's too direct. Um, I also wonder if this is about the setup of homes in British homes. Is the toilet literally in the same place as the as the bath, the tub, or is it a separate room? This is a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is the this is my kind of question, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. This is my sort of topic. I have yeah? to say, toilets. Okay, love it. Uh, so, um, so yeah, it's very common for the toilet itself to be in the same room as your bath. Okay, so that's not yeah. what we're talking. That's not the problem. Okay, that's not the problem. No, I don't know what the I don't know what the, the problem is. The problem Lindsay. is that Americans are conservative. We are we're we ha- we're just a little. It's weird. Like we have a very kind of I don't know upfront culture, but also kind of conservative in certain weird ways. And we don't yes. want to say the word toilet like at a dinner table. It's like last night I was at a steakhouse, which I don't even really like steak, but I went out for steak last night. I had a great time. And people got up to use the bathroom, but we don't want to say the word toilet around like wine and steak. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. Isn't it? Like l- very little sort of uh, features of our culture or their psychology just like find their way into the language. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, could go on. Yeah. Um, in, 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 in the US, you eat candy. Kids love to eat candy. In the UK, mm-hmm. kids love to eat. Do you know? Ooh. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that one. Sweets. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I suppose. Yeah, we do sometimes use the word sweets, uh, but it would it would be more broad, right? Your mom mm-hmm. would say, "Oh, you can't have any sweets tonight." That means you can't have any ice cream or candy. It's the broad category okay. in the U.S. Yeah, for us, sweets means exactly the same thing as candy means in, in the states. Like a, a bag of candy, you know. Yeah. Um, in the U- in the U.S., you play soccer. In the U.K., we play. We play, well, you guys play football, of course. We know that one. Well, the whole world plays football. We are the weird ones with that one, Luke. Although, you know, the word soccer is actually originally a British word. Did you know that? Is that true? I did not know. 
when Americans like, oh, you guys play soccer and British people are like, it's not soccer, it's football. <laughs> Actually, the word soccer comes from the original name of football, which was association football, because oh. there were different types of football. There was association rules football and rugby rules football, which right. now is known as rugby. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Association football, the so part, the SOC in association, Come. that became soccer. Soccer. Okay. So it's actually a British word. So when British people are like, it's actually called football, not soccer, then you can kind of say, actually, soccer is a British word. Luke from Luke's English Podcast. There you go. Can give them a little history lesson. I love it. So we're not totally out in left field by saying soccer, but we are the only ones really in the world that use that in a modern way. Yeah, uh, yeah, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome, Luke. I mean, this is, I feel like we could go on forever. But I think for today, we have to wrap it up. This is great. I'm, I'm excited to have you on. Maybe we will have to have you on next summer and talk about the royal family or another yeah. kind of modern topic in British culture. Super interesting. These differences are subtle. And as we've said, I think it's important to know we can always connect. You and I are connecting, having a laugh, having fun today. It should never stop connection, right? Luke, any final mm. message for our listeners around these points? Um, I mean, just simply, it's, it's fun to notice the differences, you know, and try to identify when yeah. you're listening to someone. You know, is this person, where is this person from? It's it's quite fun game to play where you yeah. try and work out where they come from. And yeah, like I said at the beginning, don't be too hung up on the uh, the, the differences. The, the, um, the majority of the time, the language is the same. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter. Even if you mix it up a little bit, it really doesn't matter that much. So don't see it as a barrier. See it more as a, just an interesting thing to explore. And a way to start conversations, right? We can have conversations. Our listeners can have conversations with their friends, British or English, or British or American, and 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 ask about you know how do you say this, what do you call this, and it can start a really cool moment of connection. I love it. Thank you again, Luke, for being on the show. Great to see you again, and we hope to yeah. see you back on Allers English again soon. All right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, I'll speak to you soon. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. Would you like to know your English level? Take our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash fluency score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time. Indeed ist das perfekte Instrument für Arbeitgeber, um Personal zu finden. Haben Sie ehrgeizige Einstellungsziele für dieses Jahr? Indeed als starker Partner für Recruiting macht es Ihnen leicht, sie zu erreichen. Warum stundenlang auf verschiedenen Jobbörsen nach den richtigen Kandidaten suchen, wenn es mit Indeed ganz einfach geht? Finden Sie schnell und gezielt die besten Mitarbeiter mit den leistungsstarken Tools von Indeed.com. Mit Indeed können Sie ganz bequem Videobewerbungsgespräche planen und durchführen und brauchen keinerlei zusätzliche Tools. Die hervorgehobenen Premium-Stellenanzeigen generieren durchschnittlich 50% mehr Bewerber. Was Indeed so stark macht, ist die wirklich einfache Rekrutierung. Indeed nimmt Ihnen durch seinen All-in-One-Ansatz und die Premium-Stellenanzeigen die Arbeit ab. Heben Sie eine Anzeige hervor und sofort nach Veröffentlichung werden Ihnen alle Bewerber angezeigt, deren Lebensläufe zu Ihrem Stellenangebot passen. Jetzt Mitarbeiter auf Indeed.com-Podcasts 2 finden und 75 Euro Guthaben erhalten. Also indeed.com-podkatz2. Dieses Angebot ist nur für einen begrenzten Zeitraum gültig. Es gelten die allgemeinen Geschäftsbedingungen.